Yellow. Well, 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 if it isn't Jay, at last. I've been wondering if you had the guts to talk to me. I'm impressed. I hear you like scary movies. What fun, so do I. I find them very educational. It might give you a fighting chance to escape, but not much. What do you say, Jay? Let's play a game. Okay. I'll give you a head start. You've got ten seconds. Go! <laughs> you think my fat ass can run? Bitch, go trip over a couch. Yeah, that's what I thought. Alright, do your intro bullshit. <laughs> I may have fucked my wife, but I'm also Eskimo brothers with my wife. <laughs> Most painful sexual experience. Anal. The fact, the fact that he's you, you got an anal? Okay. Yo, this is the reason people hate me. It's because I'm real. Uh, okay. Real douchey. No, I'm... And Miley Cyrus, you forgot her. Yeah. I wish twerking caused cancer. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit if they just like, all right, we're gonna put a cork in your dick, you're never gonna come again. You're just like, uh, uh, uh. I'm frustrated. <laughs> I know no, you're not a classy guy, guy, but have some class. The show is called Hard to Swallow. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> I can't do this. You don't have the app, so you can't talk like Ghostface, can you? Um, not an app. <laughs> Who is this? Not an app. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked they haven't used that as like a loophole in the future installments. Like, oh yeah, it's just a phone app now. Yeah. All right, Wiley. You are probably the next biggest Scream fan that I actually have ever spoken to. You're the only other one that knows all of the dumb bullshit that I know about this franchise. <laughs> I do know a lot, and so do you. What uh, What's your ranking, not counting this one? Uh, one, two, four, five, three. Okay. That would be my ranking. One, two, four, five, three. I can see that. I love three. I have no hate towards three. It's just it's not as intense. Well, except for the ending, of course. I think I I think I like two better, but I I can clearly tell that one's a better movie. Like I still love two. I think it's probably because it's the first one that I seen that got me into it. Not only the franchise, but it kind of got me into horror in general. Oh, for sure, Scream is definitely a, a game breaker. Um, going into two after seeing the first one, I was like, how could you do anything to better? the first one and the second one is a great compliment to the first one yeah i remember pretty close together like i was with my stepbrother in a hotel and he was like hey we're gonna order scream 2 on pay-per-view and i was like what the fuck is that and i remember sitting in the hotel room watching it going i like this i don't know why i like this and then the reason it was must have been around the same year right when i know what you did last summer came out correct and i remember my dad my dad meeting up with a friend of his and he took me and this other guy's kid. And we, for some reason we went and saw that 
And I remember sitting in the theater going, I like this too. I think I'm a horror guy now. So yeah, the 90s shit always has like a soft spot to me. But I think I would go, even though I recognize one is, is a better movie, I think favorite-wise I would go like 2, 1, 4, 3, 5. I do think 5 for me is the weakest. I am not far off with my 5 in placement. I did my 5 in the 4th spot. Um, 5 for me was just a good way to bring in the new blood. I hated three when I saw it too, though, and that one kind of grew on me over the years. So that is one thing with these kind of movies. Sometimes the more you watch them, sometimes they grow. Well, when I I remember, I was so excited when it first was coming out because I was already in love with one and two at that point, and I went to the theater and saw it, and I walked out of there going, "What the fuck was that garbage?" (laughs) When they kind of start retconning shit and changing shit, and you're like, "Well, I definitely agree with you on that." Except for I did like the how intense the ending of three was considering that the the rest of the movie is pretty much a comedy. The end was pretty intense. <laughs> well, yeah. When two of them almost you, actually died in the finale. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Lance well, Hendrickson, I guess hit his head fucking hard when he got thrown down. And I guess, uh, Nev Campbell really stabbed fucking Scott Foley. Yep. They said his bulletproof vest or whatever, his padding slipped, and she stabbed him. <laughs> when he gets stabbed with that ice pick at the end of three, that's a real fucking scream. <laughs> that's some good acting. He said, oh, fuck! That wasn't acting. <laughs> that for sure wasn't. There is actually a video up on my channel where you and I discussed Scream 5 uh, pretty soon after it came out, I think. Uh-huh. Whilst we played Friday the 13th. And I think I we both had some mixed feelings on it. I know that the the killer reveal was pretty fucking dumb to me, and the fact that um again this is spoilers, so we did lose a legacy character in the last film that I did not agree with. I, I agree with you on that as well. You thought but that he, they made him into a through. sad sack. Oh yeah, for sure. They made him. That's the worst thing. Him dying is not as bad as what they did to his character. I I just wanted him to be our Loomis. I think he would have been great to be the one that comes back again and again and again. Especially now that we've seen that we're we're not guaranteed Nev Campbell, as I think that we kind of assumed we would be. But <laughs> if they don't want to pay up to get Nev Campbell back, you know what? I would have fucking loved to have Dewey in this new installment. But I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I do think as if still going into sixth. If one of the three had to die in the fifth one, it was Dewey. I because Gail is just she's a powerhouse, and in my mind, Nev Sydney Sydney is just untouchable, or and should remain untouchable. I would have personally chosen to get rid of Gail over Dewey in the last film. But that's just because Gail really didn't have much to do in the last film. <laughs> I. Agree. I after seeing this, I am glad she's here. First, uh, just first taste of walking out of that theater. What, what, what was the taste in your mouth tonight? You saw it twice. I saw it once at five. It's Thursday the ninth, or it was until a half hour ago. But uh, you saw it at five and seven, right? Correct. Yes, five. <laughs> yeah, five o'clock for the fan event, and then left that and walked right into the seven o'clock with my family. 
Well, the fan event, they gave us a cool poster. It was nice, the nice Times Square ghost face poster. Did you get the opening with the fucking Reno 911, folks? Yes. That, that was, was fucking great. I was like, what the hell is this shit? At first, I was like, wait, what is? what am I watching? What am I? And then I, something clicked in my mind. I was like, I heard that there was a, a Reno 911. Um, yeah, because they're a Paramount. Scream. Yeah. Yeah, they're on. They yeah, have a they had a new movie come funny. out. I think the show's coming back on Paramount Plus as well. I think I heard that. I would say overall the fan event not really worth it. They showed some stupid behind the scenes clips of almost kind of spoilery shit. I'm like, stop showing me shit before I see the movie, you <laughs> assholes. You know, with me going and not watching any of the trailers, and then they just show you the trailer it. right before you watch the fucking. Yeah. The, the people sitting next to me must have thought I was like crazy because you're hiding your eyes and shit. I'm in and stick my fingers in my. I mean, I must have looked ridiculous because I'm like, <laughs> I didn't go this whole time without watching one single trailer, and then here it comes. And then I also knew that they were going to show clips of the movie in the Demi Lovato music video that played beforehand, and I couldn't watch that either. So I just yeah, down the whole I thought about that because I've been talking to you for a week or so and you were literally like, I'm not going to watch any trailers. And then they immediately are like, hey, watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was I funny. Just, uh, I was, figures would work out like that, but I, I, looked, I didn't look at any of it. So it was all pretty much a surprise. Well, after five, my expectations were pretty low going to this one. I was I was so hyped, I think, for the last one that I was like, oh, I kind of I think I ruined it for myself with my hype. So I tried to keep my expectations in line here, uh, especially when you know we got we got Gail back, we got Kirby who came back from part four, who we all saw the little Easter egg in the last one, which was one of the better Easter eggs. Yeah, Kirby. Were you happy to have Kirby back? I was thrilled to have Kirby back. This is, yeah, I can I hear it in your voice. <laughs> I was I thrilled, yeah. Okay. And then I wasn't. And then I was thrilled again. And then I wasn't thrilled again. It was a roller coaster. Kirby was a roller coaster for me. But well, should we start with the, uh, the opening of the film? I, I actually guessed the opening kill from the trailers. So I, you probably would have as well. <laughs> the moment I saw well, that she I never changed trailers. outfits, <laughs> she never had a different outfit <laughs> on the whole fucking trailer. So I don't even remember if she had a line um, in the fucking I, trailer. Uh, was she in the second trailer? She was in at least one of them. Yeah. You see her in the alleyway looking around all scared. And I was like, Oh, she's the opening kill because I mean, Samara weaving is big enough now. And it's funny when I met Roger Jackson, uh, it must've been a year or two ago before they announced she was in it. I think one of the things I said to him was like, oh, it'd be cool if they got Samara in there, you know, having been in Ready or Not. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, yeah, that would be cool. I wonder if he fucking already knew. <laughs> Probably in talk. Well, well, she was, you know, there was a, she was in talks to be in five. So it makes sense that she was in six. Yeah. I think she's probably just a little bit too old to have been in the friend group probably. And uh, that's what I, I keep on thinking to myself as well. Uh, coming into this new movie, I thought she was going to play somebody else's sibling from the first one. Um, 
so that changed my mind when I first saw the opening when the movie started. I was like, oh, not not playing that character. So. Scream, the only franchise that cares more about family than the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Family. It's all about family. I'm like, shut the fuck up with your goddamn family. Anyway, so yeah, Samara comes in. They do do a, a interesting thing that I kind of wish they had stuck with in the opening, where we get uh, uh, an immediate unmasking. Yeah. That was kind of like, huh? When it, well, when you ex- what was fun about it is because you were expecting the title card to come up, and then no title card came up, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And there was a reveal. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and then yeah the process went automatically, automatically into what I knew was going to happen next, and I was the, correct when when he gets back to the house. Well, the, the one thing I thought with this actor too is I'm. I could be crazy, and again, you didn't watch the trailers, but I'm pretty sure this guy, this actor who pulls the the fucking ghost face mask off, is in more scenes in the trailer. So I wonder if he was like planted in other shots to throw people off, because I thought he was going to be more of a role based on the trailer. My mind went instantly when he took that mask off. I was like, oh, he's going to get... He's the main kill for the opening because the real ghost phase is going to kill him. For a second, I thought maybe like they're shooting a movie. Maybe it's like because they talked like film school. I was like, oh, are they doing like a a meta film school thing? And then I kind of which I I was hoping would be the case is that they would just show you maybe one of the ghost face in the beginning and you wouldn't know maybe the other one. And then throughout the movie, you would know this guy's involved and who else is involved. You don't know. I would have liked that a lot. I would have liked something different like that. But no, we don't get that. See, it's funny. It's funny you say that because, like, I thought that was that was. I initially another thing I thought that beginning opening scene was going to be um, a movie set of based off of something from a stab movie, and that I also did as well think that it was in a cut and then once it didn't cut i was like okay this is going to be and he revealed who he was i knew how it was going to be but when i watched the original first scream and case becker dies and then it you know, pan to nev campbell sydney um and she's sitting there typing on her computer i was like oh she's just writing a little screenplay for school or something but <laughs> and then for it to be that actual way. So that for me, the, was the first scream. I thought what you thought for this one. Well, how brazen too. It's like uh, probably no city in the world has more fucking cameras on every goddamn street corner. And yeah. he just pulls the mask off in front of the corpse and just changes clothes yeah. and walks off into the street. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at some that point definitely- it would be like, uh, the a camera definitely caught you. Definitely caught you. It- in New York, the whole New York thing was just a horrific representation of New York, in my opinion. Uh, uh, I lived in New York for 14 years. I grew up in New York, and I don't ever remember an alleyway being like that. I mean, maybe in the 80s they were like that, but I don't remember a single alleyway in New York City. There might be one like that. I've never seen anything like that, be though. When he gets back to his apartment, 
you had a lot of little Easter eggs, like the fact that uh, he's watching Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan, which I thought was a nice little Easter Love egg, it. especially including that and the fact that they both shot in Canada. Loved it. I loved that little, <laughs> little tidbit there. The poster on the wall was for one of my favorite podcasts, Last Podcast on the Left. Which one? Last he has, Podcast on the Left. He has three posters on the wall. I think it was Vertigo, Stab, and a poster for a podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. It's a true crime podcast that I love. That sounds interesting. So what did you think of the rest of the opening there? With the we, we get He's talking so on the with phone that, with someone he thinks is his friend who's also going to be a killer. Yeah, <laughs> that that I thought that was very interesting as well. I was like, so here's already a set of roommates that are in the same town as these two sisters that escaped Woodsboro and the Ghostface killings, and just happen to have two roommates that are gonna do, I guess, pick up the mantle and try and do their own thing. So like, that just sets up a lot of opportunity in the future for just anybody to pick up ghost like anyone with no connections to the past could pick up ghost faced and <laughs> well as she says in her uh, gail later says in her phone call nine people have played fucking ghost face and after this movie boy does that number jump up be nine. <laughs> a lot <laughs> oh a lot. god so yeah, I, I thought this was a little strange. Kind of, I, I like that it's now folding in on itself. Like, oh no, your ghost face ain't good enough. So I'm gonna, I'm ghost face. I'm gonna kill you first. Like what? Okay. Yeah. It had a like little bit of the part know. four opening with the stab shit kind of going on. You're like, okay. My a lot of the vibe throughout the whole movie, I got screamed to. Especially well, that yeah, that's obviously what they're going for. They blatantly say it multiple times too. It was just, it was not, it was a nice. I think I felt more of a throwback to two than there was in five with one. Well, yeah, five was just five didn't have its footing. I don't think five understood quite yet. This one made me feel like they understood a little more the vibe and the the tongue and cheek subtlety. Whereas the last one, to me, felt very forced. Probably very scared to fuck with the original grouping of movies. Well, even down to the fact that they're like, isn't it cool that we're back at Stu's house? It's gotta end at Stu's house. Like, okay. I mean... Very forced. It was cool if it wasn't already spoiled in, you know, the trailers beforehand and just putting two and two together. But... That was it. Was the house at the end of <clears throat> five was, was a nice little touch, but I will definitely say that from I'm sure I said a lot about uh, Samantha last year and how much I hated her character. I will definitely say I've changed my mind on Samantha. She was <laughs> we both said her. last time that we we hope she's the opening kill in Scream Six. <laughs> We both were like, please yeah. kill her in the opening. We're done with her. Yeah. yeah. And I will say... I'm sure, that's, I'm sure I said more than that. <laughs> I'm sure I said some... She... Sure 
she I, I don't know I don't know if I want to use the word redeemed herself in this movie, but she's definitely more palatable. And I would say that's yeah, mainly uh, because of the the core four, as they call them, the returning newbies mm-hmm. here. Mindy, I wanted to watch her die so bad. You wanted to what? I wanted to watch Mindy die badly in this movie. <laughs> she annoyed me in the last one, too. But this one, she amped up to fucking irritating. Oh, that scene out in the school courtyard. Yeah. That was a bit much. But that was a park, wasn't it? Something like that. That was a bit much. They were literally trying to... They were trying to take the scene from part two where Randy gets killed yeah. and they oh, were, yeah. and they literally say that. And I, of course it's, that's the thing is sometimes these, these movies go a little bit hard, but for some reason, when Randy told me the rules, I bought them. When this little woman tells me the rules, I don't believe a fucking word she's saying. She sounds like she's spouting <laughs> nonsense. There was something about the way he worded it that made it so interesting. And, <laughs> It felt fresh at the time, but maybe just because we're 25 years into this franchise now, you're just like, shut the fuck up. Well, then, you know, he also knew his shit. Yeah. But back then, there wasn't, like, who ever really listened to the horror geek? There wasn't something to base these things off of. Yeah, how old would this girl and her brother have been when their uncle was killed? Because they talk about him like they hung out out every day for 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> she was probably fucking five years old and don't remember a goddamn thing about him. But it's always Uncle Randy this and Uncle Randy that. Like, you don't fucking remember that motherfucker. Shut up. Weren't even born. Well, yeah, it's like his their mother was in part three. As You're telling teenager. me she did. <laughs> right. So how the fuck? <laughs> Why are they always talking about fucking Randy? Like they fucking hung out with him and watched horror movies for all these years. It just didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. It also, her dialogue felt kind of refreshing in five, but it just sounded forced. Forcing so, new things. Like, now we have to call this, you know, the killers are a franchise, and last year it was a, a requel. And it's no longer a requel, now it's a franchise. So. Yeah, the original Scream is a commentary on horror films. The second one's a commentary on sequels. Third's for trilogies. Four was for remakes, back when those were all the rage. And then five, yeah, the requel, which is, you know, the sequel to the reboot sequels. And now it's franchise. And literally, all they're exploring is the fact that we don't need Sydney. They're going, okay, you can bring back all these franchises without the original leads. And I think it's just their way of covering, hey, Sydney's gone. Don't hate us. Exactly. Just say, we can still make it on our own and we can still have fun, but we don't need Sydney. Sydney, sorry. I keep on saying Sydney. I think she spoiled another franchise for me because I didn't. She says something about James Bond dying, and I was like, when did James Bond die? Does he die in the last Bond movie? I was like, I haven't seen that one yet. I think every time a James Bond, every time a Bond dies, another Bond comes and replaces him. So I'm guessing that's James Bond. I don't if I'm correct because I just watched him not that long ago. He doesn't die, but he fakes his own death. 
she goes some says jigsaw I'm like, bitch, he died in the third one. They still made seven more movies with him. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I fucking hate that shit, too. It took me a while to realize what they meant when they said Nancy Thompson. I'm like, wait, she didn't die in the first one. The third one, she yeah. She didn't die in the third one, yeah. Which still sucks. Actually, I think the character that uh, redeemed the most for me was probably Chad. I actually liked him a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very genuine, very real, especially compared to a lot of the other well, Mindy's of the movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked him a lot, and I kind of liked that they throw in a little romance blooming with him and Jenna, Tara. I liked that as well, for sure. It was a nice little surprise when that happened. I was like, okay, I can take that. Uh, I felt the relationship with Mindy and her girlfriend was just a little bit forced, but it was okay. And again, we are in spoiler territory, so when uh, when bad things happen to Mindy's Gale, she moves on pretty quick. She don't really give a shit. Uh, like one scene later, it's all jokey, joke, joke again. So Because she's got to spout yep. so much fucking exposition to keep the movie rolling that you're like, shut yep. the fuck up! So yeah, they're all in New York. I mean, I... And you think it was, I probably wasn't too hard to convince all of them to move to to New York when all of their friends were murdered, I guess. <laughs> that would be, oh, if it was, yeah. if it was any other movie, I'd be like, oh, all of them just went to the same college. But I guess that makes sense. If their friends are all dead, they're like, hey, let's, let's start anew. Let's stick together. I guess stuff like that gives, you know, there's, they have a bond, family, as it, and I guess their family now. <laughs> yeah, fucking dumb. He should have showed up in this movie. Family. Fucking Vin Diesel uh-huh. just shows up. He's racing down the streets of fucking New York. Family. But I guess it gives him a good reason to hang out with Gail again, since we've established that she's still in New York in the last film. Yeah, I love that Gail. poster they gave us has the name of her show on. So on the poster, do you see that? I don't get it. It's in my trunk right now. I just so the, the picture is of Times Square, and it's like a Good Morning America type billboard for her morning show that she had in the last movie. I didn't really get the the idea that she still does that show in this movie. Did you? I mean, I'm sure she's still doing those. She's writing books and and doing that. I mean, why wouldn't she? I hope she is. I mean, they don't give anything really detail-oriented about her. In this, no, they simply de-evolve her because in the last film we kind of got to see a little bit of the sentimental side of Gail, and then they just completely revert her back to being a bitch again. <laughs> I, loved, I loved it. I, I mean, it. yeah, I was okay I with it, but it it was a little weird that they're like at the end of the last film how she's like, oh, you know, write a book about Dewey. I'm not, I'm not fuck these guys. I'm not doing a book on this. And this one, she's just like, yeah, I fucking did it. Suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're like what okay and I, again I think they only did it because they want to remember remember when Sydney punched her oh she's going to get punched again like yeah we remember that so she's been punched one two three did she get punched in three no uh, no because her and Sydney doesn't she's really come together until the end of the movie yeah yeah so it's People don't remember how little screen time Sydney had in three. She probably had more screen time uh, in five than three. 
barely, I'm sure. I mean, thank God she was a big portion of the end of three because there was nothing else for her. Well, I and guess that's, that's a good. I fall in love with so much. You fell in love with what? in much love with with Gail is because she did, you know, pick up some pace in the second movie and picked up a lot of the pace in the third movie. I think two has like most of my favorite moments in the whole franchise. And a lot of those do include Gail. Like I love the scene in the park where Randy gets it. And I think that chase through the, like the sound rooms, the sound stages. Perfect. I think that is one of the best fucking chase scenes in any Mm -hmm. horror film I've ever seen. When again, Dewey gets fucking shish kebabbed in the fucking, (laughs) in the soundproof room. Yeah. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yep. Stepping on a what is that a a, a rat trap with pizza attached to it or something, something like, like that? yeah he stepped on a pizza? slice of pizza I think yeah but I guess a good question would be did you miss Sydney in this film no but I've loved her I've been there yes did I miss her I mean well do I miss her not being in it yes am I fine with her not being in it yes. Yeah, I I thought there would be more of a hole in my heart with her not here, but really, the movie's got such a good pace that even the stuff I didn't like, I kind of forgave a lot because it it just kind of hits the ground running. Because it's like a two hour long movie, wasn't it? About two hours, like it was. It was two hours and three minutes, I think. I mean, I think the second one's pretty long, too. I know. I think three was more around, like, 90, I want to say, but I feel like two's pretty close to two hours. Two's long. Five is at, what, one hour and 54 minutes, something like that, and this one is at just over two. It I did not like feel the end. time in this one. I, like, I felt like it went by pretty quick, though. I never got bored in this movie, I don't think. I agree. There was a time in the movie I was like, this movie is a long movie. I was like, when's it going to get, I was like, if it's going, all this is going on, like, I can imagine how the ending is going to be. Because it was pretty fast paced throughout the whole, there was really not any lulls. The, I think the biggest lull was when Mindy was having her little speech. For me, was the biggest lull. Yeah. Well, it's like when you watch like Halloween Kills, you're like, wow, this movie's fucking rapid fire. And then you get to that weird 25 minute breaks fucking scene in the middle of the hospital where you're dealing with fucking dude, uh, weirdo fucking jumping off the rear. Like, wow, you really ground this movie to a halt for this bullshit in a Halloween movie? You're like, really? If you cut that shit out, that movie would be pretty, pretty fucking, you know, well paced. Would have been really good. I still love kills, but that's another time because there's talk of ends and then I just get upset still. <laughs> they do mention Sydney though. What does she say? Like her and Mark, what took the kids and went somewhere? And- she goes, Sydney says, Cindy, Sydney sends her love. And then, uh, <laughs> Tara asks, is she coming? And she's like, no. She took Mark and the kids, and she deserves a good. She deserves a happy ending. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> she wasn't wasting her time share for you, motherfuckers. Fuck you guys. She's her. They haven't completely confirmed that her husband Mark is Kincaid, but I think the fans have all decided that it is. I've never seen the writers or director talk like confirm that. Have you? 
I like to believe it is. But she took some time to get over her demons before she decided to settle down. That's how I like to think of it. But I'm sure after three and then four, her family demons pulled her down. <laughs> Jeez. What? Her and uh, her and old Sam sure do got a lot of comments like, uh, yeah, uh, everyone's going to want you dead, even your own family for no fucking reason. Um, she's like, yeah, my mom was a whore. My dad didn't care enough to stick around. After the, fir- after the first time he got tied up, he's like, fuck this, I'm out. So I understand about your mother, Sam and Tara's mother. They just don't give a fuck. I just I like that they they referenced that finally. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, where's your she, Gail's like, where's your mom and all this? And she's like, whatever. She don't <laughs> she give a fuck. To me, like, she she's living her own life right now. She don't she does not care. Kids are grown. I'm out the door. Oh, uh, do you remember one of my biggest complaints is how in the last movie was she kept literally the whole fucking movie. Just because my dad was a killer doesn't mean I'm a killer. And they keep like, oh, your dad this, your dad that, your dad was a killer. Never fucking once did anyone go, yeah, and your fucking grandmother as well, by the way. Yeah. You're fucking great. You made such a big fucking deal about your daddy being a fucking killer. It's like, yeah, his mom also fucking murdered a bunch of people, including your uncle Randy. My best friend's uncle was murdered by my grandmother. You stupid fuck. And they never mentioned it. Finally, in this one, there's one fucking line that they mention it. Even though the first ten times they mentioned daddy, they never mentioned grandma. Even when she's standing in front of the fucking costumes in the goddamn shrine room, she never once looks at grandma's robe and goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved the trophy room yeah the shrine is in the trailer and it's it's it is pretty outstanding i just wish they had saved it for a better killer reveal (laughs) (laughs) that that made more sense for maybe like a cult (laughs) or maybe if it was like a cult and not just like one person buying all this for the the shrine the shrine is one of the coolest things in this movie and it really does not feel like it belongs in this movie for any reason. But I love it. <laughs> it kind of gave me like Saw vibes in a way. Yeah, and I, I don't want to say who the killer is yet. We'll on. get there. But yeah, I yeah. I think I, it, and it, it does lead you to be like, oh, this is a legacy character maybe coming back. You know, and... I think that the the shrine shit is really cool if it had played into the reveal of the killer at all, which it does not. <laughs> it, it really doesn't pertain to them in any fucking way. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. If the, if that would if they would have ended there and they stumbled upon the shrine, I think that would have been cool. Instead of already knowing about it, which is all kind of confusing in a way to me, like how access is allowed to this place and uh, that's movie magic I guess you're supposed to forget about and that's what I say what I was saying when I was like oh, this movie moves so fast that they really don't want you to think about any of the <laughs> any of those little any things thing. yeah don't think just move along oh, oh what oh, what they say oh nothing just oh look someone died oh cool blood I like it <laughs> 
I don't feel like as much of this movie was is was wasted as it was last time. They use every opportunity they can, and it it definitely shows. What did you think of the bodega scene? Yeah, well, <laughs> Ghostface in general in this one literally does not give a fuck. He is just on the street. Tara and Sam at one point are just chilling on the street, and they get a they get the Ghostface call, and fucking this motherfucker just jumps out of a bush in the middle of the fucking street. <laughs> people everywhere, and chases these bitches into the bodega. Um, unfortunately, this scene is heavily featured in the trailer, and there's really not much new to it that they add in the actual movie. Yeah, almost the entire scene is in the trailer, which it did get me hyped. Oh, really? When you see fucking Ghostface with a shotgun, that oh, was fucking yeah. badass. But yeah, this, like you said, you didn't watch the trailer. This whole fucking scene uh, is spoiled in the trailer. The teaser trailer was enough for me. The teaser trailer was. Well, that was the so, subway? Yeah. I thought that was and so again, much. almost it that whole scene out. is in that teaser. Yeah, it plays out differently, but. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. I thought the. The subway train ride was just a, a, a bit too long. That was a scene that could have been shortened a little bit, I think. In my opinion. I am kind of confused at how rights work for showing all these other studios monsters. Because I just, which you told me, you warned me not to, but I watched it. And it's literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life was fucking Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh, and that movie is also full of like costumed people dressed as like other studios monsters, like your pinheads and your Beetlejuice and all mm-hmm. kinds of shit. This movie is packed full of that on the train, like you see Pinhead and uh, Michael Myers and the characters from Us mm-hmm. and shit. Like, I wonder if if they consider that all parody, if they're just allowed to do that, because it seems weird that a Paramount movie could just have somebody at a, at, like it looked like a licensed. Michael Myers mask. Yeah, it looked like a, it looked like a remake of a remake. Well, it, no, it, I, think, it, I think it was a real like buy at a Halloween USA mask, but it just looked weird because it it didn't fit the person's head. You know what I mean? It was oversized for their head or something. Maybe if they distorted it, because the I love the pinhead. That pinhead look was pretty cool. Um, Maybe if it's not so accurate. Yeah, I don't know that. It was, it's just weird. It's I was thinking that as well. I was like, wow, they must really have a lot of tie-ins or paid licensing to whoever makes those masks. Those are all different studios, though, and that's why I thought that in Reborn, too. Jeepers Creepers Reborn, because I'm like, these are all different studios. There's no, And especially that movie, there's no fucking way that movie had any budget to pay anybody any for anything. Had no money. <laughs> <laughs> Their entire budget went to D. Wallace, and she only charges forty dollars a day. So, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to know what she was thinking, because she's way better than that. <laughs> no, no, she's not. She did one good movie, E.T., and then she did a million pieces of shit for fucking forty years. <laughs> I love her in Halloween, two thousand seven. You're, you're out of your love fucking her. mind. You're out of your fucking mind. Love her. You shut your whore mouth right now. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> good about that, that movie. movie. But 
<laughs> she is good about that. She's the only thing good about that movie. Oh, all she does is fucking watch Scout finger a donut and then get stabbed. That's all she fucking does that whole fucking movie. I don't want to hear your bullshit. If D. Wallace showed up in this movie, I would have walked out. Oh, my. Really? Well, E.T., I mean, you did say it. E.T. is a great movie, though. E.T. is one of the greatest movies ever. And she's in it, and she got real fucking lucky, and then she did a lot of garbage. Didn't she do... Bowling? She do anything for twelve dollars? Yeah, probably. So there's so there's a lot about this movie that I'm still like trying to process. Like things keep fl- flashing through, like missed opportunities or you know, overstepping some boundaries, and <laughs> the, I'm still trying to. <laughs> Again, you didn't watch the trailer, but they did the same thing as last trailer. When remember in the Scream Five trailer, when Dewey goes, something just feels different about this one. Yep. And then it was the same old shit. And then the trailer for this one, when Ghostface calls Gail, which I don't think it's in the actual movie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he said in the trailer, "I'm something different." Uh, yes, because um. He does. He does say that in the trailer because um, that's the only thing I. I went to go watch the movie a couple of weeks ago, and that was the only thing I heard while humming out the rest of the the trailer was "I'm something different." Guess what? And he's not. <laughs> he's not something different this time either. Every fucking movie, they're just gonna put it in the trailer to get y'all excited. Oh, I'm something different. Oh, this one just feels different. There's nothing fucking different at all about these fucking killers. In either of those movies. Because they're a little bit brutal. A little bit more brutal, but... Well, everyone kept saying that this is the most brutal Ghostface. And he is, but I wouldn't say he's... I think Part 4's got more brutality than this one does. Oh, yeah. Even Part part 1, when he fucking guts the first victim, guts him right in the fucking thing. He's tied to a goddamn chair and his guts are pouring out. Casey, Casey gets fucking the shit stabbed out of her and strung up on a goddamn tree. Strung up from a fucking wing. But yeah, Olivia in part four, yeah. man, he's flinging her guts across the room and shit. And you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> well, someone in one of the reviews said, like, in five, like, oh my god, he stabbed her through the hand. That's the craziest thing we've ever seen. I'm like, he did that in four. <laughs> he did Olivia. that in four. Yeah, yeah, he fucking did it to Olivia in part four. I'm like, what are you talking about? There, oh, there was one weird, um, they have all the, in the Kirby scene in the police station, they have all the killers up, <laughs> and they're going through all the oh, fucking what? killers, <laughs> and she says Roman was the only one who did it by himself, like, overachiever, I'm like, no, he literally spelled out the fact that he's put Billy and Stu up to it, how's yeah. that working alone, <laughs> the fuck is it? Well, she's meaning in the in the the stab three. No, because uh, she says no one cares about the movies. She no, says no, you're right, but the the killings that happened during the production of Stab Three, not the right. movies, but the killings right during Stab Three. But she says, yeah, her line is is something like he worked. He was the only one to work alone or something. And you're like, no, <laughs> not technically, but I guess you know. 
it's almost like this. They're, they're, they're relying so much on the lore of the franchise, which is, I feel like something more we as fans should be doing as opposed to them telling us what to rely on. For that's where the whole a lot of the force stuff comes upon about this movie. Um, so yeah, when she's like, or he's like, I'm the I'm the new Randy. You're like, we understand. Stop dumbing it down and telling us. Yeah, we get it, Charlie. <laughs> thank you. Or like in this one, when Mindy's literally in the van, they're in the park. This is literally how our uncle died. Yeah, we get it. Just like that. If you let us discover those things for ourselves, guess what? It means more to us. It's more of like a a gentle nod would be good than a push, and they're pushing. I was literally, I hated her so much in this movie that I was like, if you're trying to be Scream 2, you gotta kill Randy. Fuck off, Mindy. Time to die. <laughs> like, please kill this bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got saved by the bell on that one. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, what do they call that? Like plot armor. It's like when it's someone who's not a main character, Ghostface stabs them 20 times in a second. When it's the main character, he stabs them once and stares at him until somebody shows up to save the day. <laughs> like what? If you literally want these people dead, why are you wasting fucking time? Just do it. Just do it. Um, did you know? Are we jumping ahead? Did you know who the killers were? I did. I guessed one because if it wasn't him, I was already laughing at his poor acting. I guess we are we <laughs> far enough into where we can spoil the killer. Yeah, let's do well, it. I mean, I mean, we can talk about Kirby. Well, let, let, let's do Kirby first because I want to hear your thoughts on Kirby. Because I'm sure <laughs> mine are going to be different than yours. What is your take on her? Coming back? Um, I I love Hayden Panettiere. I'm I'm glad to see her back. I was a little thrown off by the fact that she's just in the FBI all of a sudden, <laughs> um, and acting like a cartoon cop. <laughs> I don't I don't really quite mm. understand her her personality didn't feel the same. I mean, I guess obviously people change over that many years, but yeah, I don't know why they chose to make her a cop. Uh, unless perhaps they're going to move her forward and which in that case I would be possibly okay with if she becomes maybe the Dewey. Uh, There you go. I think that could be plausible. It, it it does help to have uh, an officer kind of entangled in the story because a lot of these, if you don't, you go, where the fuck are the cops? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the, the cops. Uh, there was parts of this movie with the cops. I was just fucking laughing at. I was. What do you like? You're joking. When Brandy, uh, when Chad has eaten up against the the van interrogating him the cops are just looking at him like oh that's fine yeah go ahead rough him up <laughs> like in the background you can literally watch the cops looking around and like nothing's happening like it's nothing the, the cops in five, five were some of the dumbest go. fucking cops ever dude i mean just don't even bother showing the cops at this point because unless it's dewey it, like it, 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 
Even Dewey got his ass whooped with a fucking bedpan. He was a fucking sheriff. Like, what? Yeah, just don't show any more cops. And then here's Kirby, an FBI agent who has her feet up on the desk wearing Frankenstein boots and a leather jacket, gun hanging out. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> she literally looked like, well, her fra- face popped on the screen. I was like, is that Alan Barkin? No, you know what I got? Was... <laughs> I got Barkin. Like, Brian and Chucky. It's Aiden Penitary wearing, wearing oh, there, that, that can, as well, wearing Ellen Barkin's face popped up. I'm like, this, why does she look this way? I feel so bad for her. She's such a beautiful girl. Why? She, whatever she did to her face. She's uh, literally... Down, <laughs> she's literally Jennifer Tilly in Bride of Chucky with that haircut and the leather. <laughs> yep. I'm glad you pointed that out because now I'm not going to be able to unsee that. Especially, well, I think I'm it's not. when she goes to doll form. She has the exact same haircut. Like, right? The fucking, like, weird bouffant looking thing. Um, I didn't mind her look as much, but she literally feels like she's from old a, a parody of a cop show. You know what I mean? When she's like, I'm 30 years old. I'm like, I was like, that is it. I thought she was older than me, but apparently not. No, she's probably like 34, I think, or 33, something like that around there. But she's like, I'm 30 years old. And they say that she was a senior when Sam was a freshman. Which makes Sam six, uh, 26, which now makes Tara 21, which only last year she was 18. And like, I can't, I'm trying to figure out the age difference between, I was thinking about that today, Sam and Tara. I thought it was five years, but five years doesn't seem right. When watch rewatching Scream Five today, I was like, um, five years doesn't seem right. She's got to be older than that. So, who knows? Because the timing with twenty, if she was, she would be twenty four, twenty five years old in five, right? Because twenty five years ago is when Scream came out, and that's when Billy died, so she had to be, I don't know, I don't want to get too far into it, back into Kirby, though, but um, my roller coaster, like I brought up earlier, my roller coaster with her was when she wasn't in in, in a official capacity, I liked her. When she was with the the core four, I loved her. Anything cop-related, I was not feeling her. Well, it just didn't feel like it was authentic to her. I guess if you survived a massacre, maybe you might find some kind of, you know, interest in police work. I just don't feel like based on her character in 4 that she would have gone on to the FBI. Yeah. Not even just a cop. To the fucking FBI. <laughs> That's an extra step or two. that You, you know, I feel like... I feel like it's got to be difficult to even probably get in the FBI by 30, right? I feel like there's a few more credentials you got to get, maybe. Yeah. It's like when you see a judge who's like 20, you're like, no. no. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that happens. It was like on Night Court, the joke was the fact that he was the youngest judge ever, and he was like, what, 35 years old? <laughs> it's like, I think the FBI takes a little extra work, but I don't know for sure. I don't either. But it is—it's movie magic. You're not supposed to think of those things. 
Yeah, the the police all felt terrible. I've I've seen this. That what's what's that guy's name? The main cop here. Oh, Dermot that, Marini. I've seen him in other shit, and I never minded him. Oh, he's fucking horrible in this movie. He's in one of my one of my favorite favorite movies, which I'm sure if you've ever watched, you probably hate it. And if you haven't watched it, it's fine. It's a good movie. Um, oh shit! I just point of no return. But um, Bridget Fonda. It's like one of those '90s movies. But his his that. acting felt so in, fucking bad in this movie. He's the groom in uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh yeah, I remember that one. And after that, I don't know anything else he's been in. I, I don't. Horrible. I don't know why he was so bad in this because he just felt. <laughs> I th- I feel like he was honestly making a choice that just didn't work. Like I th- I feel like his bad acting was on purpose. Uh, I, he was just not the right fit, in my opinion. Same thing with um. I'm gonna go look at his name right now because I don't know it off the top of my head. Henry Sersny. His acting was a little over the top as well. I was like, mm-hmm. which one is he? He's the psychiatrist. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting his acting to be that way either. I was just like, uh, a little taken back by that. One of the cooler kills in the movie. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that was the, a... scene, the, the introduction to, of his character and just how he played it out. I was just like. Mm-hmm. It's a little overkill, buddy. And did he say anything? Because again, this this would have been probably a point where the rules would come into play and would have made a fun mention. And I think in that moment they don't say anything about you know the, don't open the door. He didn't have to fucking open the door. He still got fucked up. Yep. <laughs> now a reference yeah, don't there. The d- don't open the door. I feel like they say in one of them, you know, or at least one of the trailers that was there. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't run upstairs. That I, I do like the quick, the quick brutal like in the last one, the quick stab to the throat and just watch the guy bleed. I thought that was great, and there is something like weird and sadistic about it. This one gave me the kind of that vibe. I liked that, although he died pretty quick, real quick. I mean, who won it? But well, any of the other four survivors. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, they. Be. I mean, some people in this fucking movie are goddamn pin cushions and just walk away. I'm like, what the fuck? You get stabbed like 15 I'm times laughing. and it's like, <laughs> what? I was laughing. Like, I was the first person to laugh the, in the, my, the first time I went to. I was the first person to laugh at the end. And then everyone else just started laughing because it was just fucking ridiculous. I think but. there's four people who get a knife to the gut in this, and half of them are just like, hey, I'm good. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Sydney and Gail at the end of five. Well, we're fine. We're pretty, we're, this is a walk in the park. This is a normal day for us. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't do Gail dirty again when she shows up. Like, I'm here. Boom. Oh, I'm dead. Never mind. I'm shot. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> you guys have fun in the rest of the movie without me. Yep. Didn't have anything to add to the whole movie. Didn't have anything to add at the end of it. So she really was 
nothing in five. Anybody can watch the Scream franchise and go, yeah, I could, I could take a big ass hunting knife to the gut and be fine. Sydney's been stabbed in the stomach like every fucking movie almost. Every movie. <laughs> every movie. At some point, I feel like your scar tissue on scar tissue on scar tissue ain't gonna work no more. But dude's been stabbed so many times he went from a limp to not. <laughs> He got stabbed back to to normal. <laughs> they fucking re reattached the nerves on the the eighth stab. They, they did him a favor. Holy shit! But, uh, going into the talk about the the reveals, I knew who two of them were pretty much from the get go. The third one threw me for a loop. The first reveal. The second reveal, because we already know who the first one is because he walks in. But the first of the mask unmasking was the one I did not get. So yeah, I got old Dermot Mulroney solely based on solely based on the way he reacted when he walked out when his daughter was killed. His acting was so atrocious that I was literally like, either this guy is the worst actor I've ever seen, or he's faking it. And I was so fucking thrilled when he was revealed. I was like, oh, he's not the worst actor I've ever seen. Okay. Because otherwise, like, the way he just, when he was in the alley, he just was so fucking awkward. And I'm like, this is not how you would react if you just found your fucking daughter dead. Two, if I was the fucking investigating officer on a fucking case where you know this woman's a target... Don't you think you'd move your fucking daughter out of that mm. dorm or that apartment? Yep. In a heartbeat. The fact that he left his daughter there, I was like, okay, that's either, again, you're the worst father ever or you're involved. Um, I did not suspect the daughter necessarily. Oh, she, was the, she was my first one, which then made me think of the second one. Now... In the opening kill, when Samara is on the phone with the guy first before it's Ghostface voice, was he using a different voice, or was that that actor's voice? That was that actor's voice. Okay, because I wasn't sure if at first I was like, oh, are they going to do the Scream 3 thing again where they have a different voice modulator, different voices? Because you hear like the tiniest little bit of a fumble when he's switching it over to the voice uh, thing about Bob or whatever. Oh, they do like they usually they'll do like the little feedback noise, is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. You could hear it switch over and I was like oh. the second time I watched it I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I, well, and I, I didn't pay attention enough because I didn't know he was going to fucking rip his mask off in the next fucking yeah. part, so I didn't listen to the voice that closely. So then I was like, wait, is he using somebody else's voice like Roman did in 3? And that kind of made me think about if somebody had fa- would fake their death because Roman did. So I was like, oh, maybe they're setting up. They're talking a lot about 2. Maybe the, loop, the loophole is going to be we're playing more with 3. So at first I was like, oh, different voice changer. But okay, so that is that same actor's voice. Yeah. Okay. And you've seen it twice, so I'm trusting your... Yeah. <laughs> judgment. <laughs> um, so I did. I did kind of think I'm. Oh, one of these people are faking their death, but I didn't think it was her. Oh, she gave it away when she. She talked about her dead brother. Yeah, that yeah, was dumb. I knew. 
They, it took me back to um, Urban Legend. It took me back to Vin Diesel. Family. 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 Yeah. But when she when she brought up her brother, I was like, you are a killer. And then yeah, it, it did feel very forced. Her, and then to find out that her dad was a police officer, that's when I knew he as well was a killer. I got thrown for one, two, two times he did something that made me think he wasn't. And that's when he um, was at work and said, hey, get me some info on Kirby. Mm-hmm. And when he was acting real silly after they took off in the car, in the cop car, I was like, oh, surely he's not the killer. Maybe well, not. and again, I think that's kind of a bad movie writing moment when – he says that to the other random cop, right? In the office, get me some info on Kirby. Dig up whatever you can on Kirby. Now, if he had said that in front of one of our leads, that would be like, oh, okay, he's playing the game to make them think he's suspicious of Kirby. Especially when at the end, that's what he tries to do, is he's like, get out of there, Kirby's gone, you know, she was fired or whatever. She's off a rocker. And, but he doesn't. He says it to some random cop that's even off screen, right? You don't even see who the fuck he's talking to. Which is they do that in this movie. They do off screen. They do things off screen to make you change your mind. Whereas in other movies, they're like, okay, that uh, you have to be the killer because you're making it so obvious. Mm. So I felt like they were doing they were doing things like that to make you think. Well, and that's why the that's why his other son I didn't necessarily suspect because. Every one of these movies will push somebody on you. Like the first film, the genius of it was that they tell you the whole movie, it's Billy, it's Billy, it's Billy, and then it is Billy. And that subverts your expectations. But then they do that in a lot of the other sequels as well. So when they kept pushing this other kid, I was like, oh, they're just doing the same thing. Because they even do it with Richie in part five. Mm-hmm. It's Richie, it's Richie, it's Richie. And then it's Richie. And you go, okay, now they're they're playing into part one, but then when they do it in this one, I was like, oh, they're not going to fucking do it again, are they? That would be kind of dumb. And then they do it again. Mindy yeah. literally calls him Ghostface like five times. Oh, yeah. Straight up. And, but with the, with the, the with the dad, the police officer, um, how he did that off-screen thing, it's what he did on-screen that made me div- diverted my thought into thinking that he was a killer. When he's like, hey, get help, get help, get help. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's not the killer. So that's the only thing that threw me for him. But I also am not shocked that he was the killer because he... I think they took advantage of the fact that he's an avatar and they wanted to get someone with a, like some new up and coming hot star. I was, he looks like fucking uh, Evan Peters from American horror story. Yeah. That's what I thought it was for the first half of the fucking movie. I, feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he looks younger. That's weird. That would have been a Which, wasn't he, didn't he have a real, yeah, I was going to say, didn't he have a real tumultuous relationship with her or something? He sure did. Which I was like, oh, that'd be kind of an ironic little thing to... 
Well, I, I honestly, I stick by my what I was hoping would happen after we discussed the last film. I kind of wish there was no killer reveal, or maybe one killer reveal, and then there was a killer left on the loose yeah. because we already know we're getting seven. Now you get to come up with another fu- another bullshit familial connection to some random yeah. ass thing. It's like why couldn't you just leave something on the table so that you don't have to keep making up nonsense? I agree. Um, and that would have been nice. It would have been nice for there to be one more. There was just when when Chad, quote unquote, gets killed. Uh, <laughs> Again, this is turning those, into a Marvel movie where no one can fucking die anymore. Both of them wipe their blades at the same time. They are exactly the same height. They're exactly the same build. I'm just like, why do y'all do this? You had the opportunities to like throw in somebody that could have been in five that you know filled in those gaps of like how did Amber kill these people? How did like this? They did the same thing with this movie as well. They just well, the the girl sitting next to me, she goes, "It's Kirby," and I was like, "Kirby's fucking five foot tall. There's no fucking way that's one of her." (laughs) But they did it in the last one with fucking Amber. She must have been five foot, and she's just as fucking tall as Dewey in that fucking kill scene. So it's like, so well, if you look at the, we went from nine Ghostface technically. There's five fucking ghost face killers in this movie. Yep. Well, yeah. We, one, well, only four of them do we get to see. In and one of them didn't get to kill anyone before he was killed. I guess is the implication, yeah. right? Yeah. Pretty much. But there's now fucking what is that? 14? That 14. <laughs> Fourteen yep. fucking ghost face, and that's not even counting the TV show. True story. Oh my god. How many fucking reasons can you come up with? And this, again, the motive is dumb as fuck in this movie. Yeah. There needs to be, like, a good, good... That's where... So, with this movie, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I enjoyed right after the beginning scene up until just before the last of the end of the movie. But I thoroughly enjoyed the whole center portion of the movie the opening was was okay the end was okay but everything in between was i loved well and the killer reveals are typically the worst part of these movies anyway like they're never completely satisfying um i think i think jill in part four was pretty satisfying for me obviously the original um for sure Two is my, like I said, probably my favorite of all of them. But again, the killers are not necessarily that interesting. Three is like a brother out of nowhere when you start going, what? It's weird that that that, that revenge of some random ass family members that is kind of the thing that's stuck through all these. Nice family. It's so like four and five are all about fan. Four's got both. Four's got the fandom aspect and the family aspect, which is, it's always one or the other in these. It's always revenge for some family member, or you're so fucking obsessed with the fandom that they, you know. <sighs> I don't know. I I was kind of, at this point. If they told me Gail was the killer, I'd go. Well, at least it's something <laughs> new. And the honestly, brought it up. Yeah. 
And that's been a like a fan theory for a long time. And honestly, I think the one of my favorite things in this whole movie is the convo that Gail has with Ghostface. It's, Which I never really thought about it, but I guess this is her first phone call with him. Yep, she's never had a conversation with him. I never thought about that, but that is strange. Um, a long time coming. And and a lot of the dialogue in that call is great. Really good. Oh, yeah. Like, even the point about, you would have been a, made a great killer, Gail. Um, there's a lot of good good moments in that. There's a lot of dumb ones, too, where it's, that's why I'm going to shoot you in the face. Yeah, bitch, we get it. <laughs> I, I thought it was there's I think every scene that she's in is almost perfection. Is she dumb a little bit when she I mean, why would you even <laughs> leave that room? Why would He's you even leave that room? But she did. And for continuity purposes, but she was I loved her. The best Gail. The, well, the girl next to me, she goes, oh, damn, I thought she had a safe room. And I was like, that would have been much better, yeah. Gail Weathers, probably with all the money, should have a fucking yeah. safe room. She would if she walked in there, hit a fucking button, it was like, can't get me, bitch. I'll, I'll see you in Scream 7, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say I, that how we, how they leave off Gail, I was, uh, when she makes that comment, tell Sydney that he didn't get me. You thought she was going to die there? No, I knew she wasn't going to die. But I'm like, why do you have to say that? (laughs) Why do you have to say that? (laughs) Oh, in that fight scene, tell me if I'm crazy. Did she hit him with Sydney's book? I I think it was, uh, I think it was the Woodsboro murders. Uh, It looked, it looked, I only saw it for a quick second, but for me, it looked like, Sydney's face on that book from the fourth one, but I couldn't tell. Uh, I'll have to look at that again tomorrow. Because I was like, I was like, oh, that'd be actually pretty funny. Beats her, beats fucking ghost. And you know what? Again, what if Gail had beat one of the fucking ghost face to death in that scene, and we get an unmasking midway in the movie? Something That's what new. I, was I was hoping it, it's some. Give me something new. Fuck. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to pull like another kind of Dewey moment. Oh, God. Every time I, I, th- I, I think I'm going to give them credit for something cool about to happen, they just they go back to the same old shit. And I hear you on that because I felt the same thing. I thought that was going to be a, an opportunity for a reveal. And then the other moment I felt, which I thought would have been a nice little twist, is if either to find out Tara or Chad was a killer mm-hmm. when they were doing that kissing scene. Oh. I was like, oh, one of them's going to, one of them, I knew someone's going to get stabbed. I mean, I was right, but I thought one of them was going to do the stabbing. Yeah, but it don't matter. She can get stabbed in the back fucking yeah. eight times and just walks away from it, runs and jumps off balconies, and then she literally <laughs> she jumps, gets stabbed in the back. Onto, she jumps onto a knife. <laughs> she gets stabbed in the back. <laughs> Is hanging off a fucking balcony and then gets stabbed in the stomach. It is just fucking okay. It doesn't fucking matter. Chad gets fucking turned into a fucking shish kebab, stabbed fucking 20 times by two people. His face was so intense. I was just like, holy shit. It was, it gave me Jada, um, Maureen, Maureen Evans from like 
when he was getting stabbed, I felt the like the, the power of it. Like when she yeah, was yeah, it was. If he had died there, it would have been you know that would have been a perfect out. I think oh, that would yeah. have been a great death for him. I I would have preferred Mindy to die instead of him, but at that point, I think we already thought she did right. No, or she was in the oh, she was getting pulled off the train. That's right, or whatever. Yeah. I wish she had died again. Why does Ghostface has her on the train, dead to rights, stabs her once, and then just leaves? Why does he not finish the job if he wants her dead? He would have, but she got saved by the bell. The the train door opened and everyone was getting off. Oh, so dumb. So dumb. But yeah, I, I like the Gale scene. I thought that was good. It is weird that, yeah, she just kind of gets attacked and disappears again like four. Like you never really see her that much again until the end of four. And this one, you just yeah. don't even see her again. They just go, yeah, she's okay. <laughs> okay. Weird. I like how, the, actually, the the new character I did like a lot was the guy across the hall that's kind of fucking Sam. Mm-hmm. I thought he was kind of, uh, he's got a weird, a weird funny charm about him, and I was like, please don't be the killer, because I would like to see this guy again. But it is weird that he's the one who comes in at the end, yeah, I called the hospital, Mindy yep. and Gail are okay. Who the fuck are you how, to be like, calling the fuck out? First of all, how does he even how does he even know Mindy's right. at the hospital? Right. Is he is he gonna be a killer of seven now? He, I was involved go. too. I was the other son. Like, oh yeah. for fuck's sake. Or he was part of it and because how does that's another part where the cops the cops walk in, they see them right in the center of the room. Do they go to them? No. They go around the whole entire room. Oh no well, yeah, it, or anything. yeah. The cops pull up at the fucking bodega and rush in. The two girls are standing outside, bloody as fuck, and they just run right by them into the fucking bodega. Like, how do you know they're not involved? Or how do you even know what's yeah. happening? Like, what do you? The fuck are you talking about? Like, okay, strange. The news reporter was the worst part of the whole movie. When they had to get in the exposition about all the ghost face masks, that shit. No, that that um the guy that kept on accusing uh would bring up oh uh, yeah like he like why was he why was he reporting on fucking like youtube rumors or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like hey guys like you know how much you could get fucking sued for that kind of shit like you think a reputable news source is going to be like let's accuse this woman of being a fucking murderer on our network yeah that's fucking billions of dollars in lawsuits waiting to happen. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Especially when there's been no trial. It's like, what clearly, the fuck? I mean, all her friends are going to sit there and say, yeah, she didn't kill. She's the one that, obviously, she didn't do it, but they're the ones still alive. I mean, just it made no sense for her to even, that to even be in the movie, to be honest. Well, and did we even mention that the killers are, avenging Richie, like the most the least interesting fucking killer in the whole franchise. Of them all, yep. <laughs> like who gives a fuck about Richie? No, like he was so fucking stupid. And he's the least <sighs> killer he's the least killer of all the killers. Like who do you kill? I don't know if yeah. anyone killed Yeah, I don't know. I still have issues with the <laughs> The shit in the beginning of that movie where she's watching a fucking video file and responding in real time. I still don't understand who that fucking could have been in that goddamn scene, but whatever. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I, I mean, overall, I really, I really did like this movie. Um, I am a little critical on it 
if you really stop and think about a lot of this shit, you go, what? Again, the killer reveals are dumb as fuck, but they usually are, so I can't be too upset about that, I guess. The that that main the the cop who becomes the killer. I don't know if I feel better or worse knowing that his shitty acting was on purpose to maybe hide the fact that he's the killer, but yeah, I don't know where we go from here. I don't. What do you want to see in seven? More deaths. Do you hope? Do you hope it's something like Stu coming back or something like that? I mean, no, God, no. No, he's 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 dead. Stu Stu's long dead. Would I would I be opposed to him going back? No. What they could have done without this this run again is uh, Billy Loomis. But I mean, everyone on the time. internet loves the the idea of Stu coming back, they, and I they want him back. So I like that they mention it in this. If you th- if you think he's dead, or yeah. if you believe he's dead, they they pay they have their pulse on the fandom. They definitely do. They, Here's your finger far from the pulse, jammed straight up your ass. <laughs> you know that movie, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, no. I'm He's like, Here's the pulse. Me. Here's your finger far from the pulse, jammed straight up your ass. <laughs> um, I would I would definitely like there to be more. I would like the killers to be more capable. Like, they're the form, like, whoever the killer is, like, they match who should be behind it, the, the killer's robe. Not. A weak person. Uh, you can be a, a girl and be tough and be, you know. But I, I don't. I didn't get her as a killer. I didn't get because she's the one that attacked Gail. So I just she took on her her big. Did she say that? Sleep. No, you just have to put two and two together because the boy was the the officer, the officer dad, and the brother. They were all together. Mm. They were the Ethan was in the van with them and the dad. Was oh, because he was park. at the park. Yeah, he was at the park yeah. with them. Yeah, so, and she's quote unquote dead. So you know, I, I knew from the get go it was once she made that comment it was her. I mean, the, the, there was no mystery on that. I just for me it was like why I was waiting for the why. I knew the reason who they were. I was. Just, Do you I was think that the, the dad was even in the? in the costume at all in this movie or was he just letting the kids do it? I bet you he was the one with the bodega. Yeah, it is it is so funny when you're like, oh, you see the ghost face, he, he's fucking people up with no effort, he's fucking badass, and then guy. you're like, it's a fucking child, it's some weak ass yeah. little nerdy boy or girl in this fucking, yeah. like, what? Well, and just all the shit in the theater with the the stupid like fan film playing directed by Richie like nobody <laughs> gives a shit dude no one yeah. nobody gives a shit you killed my son well, your son was fucking stupid so no one cares you know with that you know that's where I felt a lot of, like with him standing with that whole backdrop and him standing on the stage I felt a lot of uh, the opening scene of two um, the the revenge part I felt a lot from uh, Billy's mom, Debbie Salt. Um, I, what, what name was on her robe? Was it Debbie or her real Debbie name? Salt. Debbie That's Salt. That's what it said. Well, it could only be Debbie. I mean, it would only if they would have made a mistake if it wasn't her real name. 
I mean, if it wasn't Debbie Salt, because she wore that as Debbie Salt. But yeah, Lori Metcalf, of course, from Roseanne. <laughs> Love her. I liked her reveal. I liked yeah, her I mean, like I said, that was the first one I saw, so the first movie was spoiled for me when I was like, oh, I guess I know who the killer in the first one is. Although, <laughs> I, I, if I recall right, they don't ever mention Stu, I don't think, in this the second one. So I think that when I watched the first Scream, I knew about Billy, but I don't think I knew about Stu. Yeah, they don't say anything about they don't say anything about Stu until the <laughs> until this movie. one. <laughs> this even the last movie they don't really mention him much, do they? they, they Except for Stu's house. Once, once in the beginning, and once at the end. When she's like, "You're in Stu Mocker's house. That's where he killed everyone." Yeah, on IMDb they only list her as Debbie Salt, and then Mrs. Loomis. Sometimes the people who put the shit on IMDb get smart, and sometimes they'll put in the wrong thing. <laughs> You're like, oh, and you can figure shit out. Because I don't think there's ever a moment in any of the movies where, because Sydney she says Mrs. Loomis, so she could very well have a, a first name, but. Oh, you just wait. Next one's going to be fucking Billy had a sister. You killed my brother and my mother. Oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I want in the next one. It, I'm I'm hoping it's just not like, oh, next year again. Here we go. Some same old shit. I think there's going to be at least two years. We need a time jump at this point. I think there's going to be at least two years. I think I wouldn't mind. I mean, if they're gonna go this, like, if they're gonna follow, and like the next one is gonna be like heavily influenced by the third movie, I would like to see like a Parker Posey or you know the people that played them in the movies that juxtaposition of them in real life. I would like to see that. I you yeah like remake a part three now if they're just gonna keep doing well, that. Just like show show something like like maybe they're like. Show some like a scene from they're remaking the movies and now they're showing uh, the new cast members for the new for the their version of the requel of Stab I, Eight or Stab I can't, Nine, whatever it's gonna be. I feel like this movie makes Part Five even more of a hurdle now because like I almost wish it was more of a standalone so you you could. N- not watch five and enjoy this more, but now you need to know five so well to enjoy this. Movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think I hated five already. I think this makes five even worse. Cause now it feels like a hurdle. You have to jump over to understand any of this nonsense. But what'd you think of the post credit scene? What do you mean? You didn't watch the post credit scene. I left before, left both of them before. I watched where they made post credits. Like I didn't watch their names come up. I normally do, but we were ready to leave the theater. Yeah, there's I'll a scene after the credits. Damn it! I guess I'll watch that tomorrow. It's about eight seconds long, and it's literally nothing. It's literally Mindy. She, it's her a scene that must a line that must have been cut from her in the park or something. And she says, not every movie needs a post-credit scene. Oh. That's it. 
I, we sat there the whole fucking credits for that. I was like, God damn it. Um, Everyone in the Facebook group was like, Did you make sure you stay for the post credit scene. And I was like, really? Assholes? <laughs> but I yeah, I mean, gonna be one. I'm glad I didn't stay for it. Cause there wasn't really one. Where does the scream six fall in your, your ranking now? Uh, Probably four or five. So it would go one, two, four, four, three, six, maybe. It's going to be in last place, probably. No, it'll be in fifth place. Be in you think, you think five's better than this then? The beginning of the beginning of five is better. The Judy and Wes is better. I just don't feel like there's enough deaths. I don't feel like there's enough suspense and enough deaths. I think there's more deaths in this one than most of them. If you count all the random uh, people that fucking. But kill. Like if you can't, if you count the randoms, yes. But like meaning, like where you feel something for people. So if you think about it, only one person. Well, I guess the first girl and. Um, <laughs> But you don't have any feelings towards her, and then um, uh, except that Mindy's she's hot. Girlfriend. Mindy's girlfriend. Who else? That poor, that poor bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she got it. There are the the set pieces in this are really good. The whole theater scene, the the ladder scene, the bodega. There's some really good set pieces in this movie. I think way more than five. Like, Five's got a lot of the same set pieces we've seen. The hospital, even Stu's house. Like, and everything else is just people in a house again. Like, we've seen all that. So I do think that the bringing it to New York helped. But again, even those little set pieces aren't really screaming New York, right? A theater could be anywhere. A ladder between two windows could be anywhere. The fucking bodega could be any city. But... I do it was think nice to have some outside. I agree. Yeah, the fact that he'll just jump you on the goddamn street like a hoodlum and fucking. Uh, I I did expect like a a Times Square. Or a, is that supposed to be Central Park they're in? I don't even know. I don't think it is, but maybe it is. It could. It might have been. No, I think it was just like a, it's supposed to be like a campus. I did like the speaking of that. I did like the Omega Beta Zeta reference. Yeah. Are you, are you pledging or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. That was nice. Which it's not the same city, so. It's not the same city, but there's pledges. They have, they have the same sororities at different colleges? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Not all of them. But some, there's different chapters all over. I do like that they use Dewey's theme a lot as like a little yeah. homage to him. Like the music cues are really good. There's a lot of familiar. We don't get red right hand, though, do we? Uh-huh. Do where where's that in here? Uh I can't tell you, but it is in there. Uh, it might be at the end. Uh, in the credits? No, before the Demi Lovato has the credits. Um It's in there. Cuz I remember thinking it's I was like I, I was thinking to myself like this song has made it into every single one of the movies. I got a few friends going to see it Saturday. I might go see it again. I'll let, I'll let it stew for a day or so and decide. 
Yeah, I have uh, when I I bought tickets uh, we a couple weeks ago for the seven o'clock showing, and then last week I added on a Friday showing, and then I was like, no, I'll get to the Thursday showing. So I still have the Thursday I had the Thursday showing that I went to first, and then I have one for tomorrow. But I don't know if I'm ready for it just yet. <laughs> like I said, you're the the next biggest fan I know. You buy fucking. You're like I'm gonna buy 18 tickets. Yeah. We'll see if I go use them. Fuck it. How else are we gonna get another sequel? You don't pay. That's for true. It. We can't get well, what well, we don't need necessarily need one right right away there, bud. Um, <laughs> I I think there's definitely gonna be two years before. I, as much as I enjoyed this one, I feel I feel like it could only go downhill from here, to be honest. But unless we do get a Sydney back and some non fucking, ah, oh, you killed my cousin eight movies ago. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, I was thinking like that guy that got tasered. You know, he could be the next killer. <laughs> God damn! I'm gonna tase you in the nuts now. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was just waiting for like, oh, I'm Charlie's brother. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ, I don't care. Nobody cares. Stop it. See, that's what I thought, especially with Jill being back, I thought for sure, I thought two things. One, that... Something would be related to Kirby. Something would be related to the killers of four. Right. But then knowing that the police officer's last name is uh, Walters, I thought he was going to be Rebecca Walters' father. Who's Rebecca Walters? Oh, the report, the, 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 the publicist the, or whatever? The publicist, yeah. So I thought possibly he... like I, I just felt there was going to be more of a connection to Four than just Kirby because there was... Just the masks. She's only there to be a red herring, really. Yeah, which, yeah, they could have done that better too, but. <laughs> but she's a police officer, so she can't do shit in those movies. Well, she'll be put into a doll body pretty soon, so. Probably. And be fucking around with Chucky. I'll watch it. <laughs> I love Hayden Penitentiary, so I'm I, I happy to have. Kirby back, but I was also like, what the fuck? And then I was happy, and then I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, and like, again, the one thing I fucking hate in these, like, especially superhero movies is, oh, we killed everyone. Oh, just kidding. The next movie, they're all back alive again. You're like, fuck you. Yeah. And this this movie doesn't even wait till the next movie. Literally in the last, what, four minutes, you find out that half the people who are dead are not dead. You go, yep. what the fuck? <laughs> What the hell? All of a sudden, Mindy's alive, Chad's alive, Gail's alive, fucking Kirby jumps up, she just got shot fucking eight times, no big deal, she's still alive. Yep. I'm like, what she's the fuck is her. happening here? Which, she was probably wearing a bulletproof vest, and what she did, stabbed yeah. in the stomach, so she's going in the ambulance, but there's fucking Tara, stabbed 18 times. Stabbed in the front and there. the back in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Probably injured somewhere earlier in the film as well. Jesus Christ. It's like I people always go, how can you not like, you know, superhero movies or 
a wizard and shit when you watch Michael Myers return every movie after he gets his head chopped off. I go, well, for one, that wasn't him. Uh, and two, <laughs> if you just... <laughs> I go, two... That's why. <laughs> if you just don't explain it, guess what? I can go along with it. Don't tell me yeah. how or why. I'll just go along with it. I mean, how do you have all these Friday the 13th movies? Jesus they, Christ. They don't ever you, tell you why. Sure they do. You spear him in the heart with a metal rod, and he gets hit by lightning and comes back to life. Duh. That, that's in four, <laughs> or that's in five. Six. 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 Uh, yeah, six. That's in six. You just have to assume oh, that happens like, off screen every other time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, and then she does electrocute him. Well, she yeah. resuscitates him in seven, <laughs> and he gets electrocuted in eight. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, I I enjoyed our uh, our dissection here, sir. Anything else to add before I wrap it up? Which I never do, by the way. I never wrap it up. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> Have those offspring running around. I'll be back in Scream Seven. You gave me AIDS. No. And I'm your cousin for no reason. Still be about a reveal. <laughs> Yep. I think we're on the same page on this one. <laughs> yeah. I can't sure. believe you liked five better, though. Than this one? I, I, I have to watch it. I have to watch it one more time. I, I, I think five gets worse every time I watch it, I feel like. I think it's because I... I do go. I, I'm glad this wasn't put in there. I do uh, fall asleep every night to Scream Five. Every night, I, pretty much. Yeah, it was what Halloween the? kills. Oh it was God. Halloween kills, but I was I started having um, dreams. Dreams. I was having these. I'm like, am I? I'd be like sleeping and I'm like, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't say that. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that, so I had to stop watching Halloween Kills. There's something and, wrong with you, bro. Also, not only for that, but every single time um, her boyfriend gets killed, that's when I'd wake up. Is like when he's being murdered. Oh, and, and the banister and shit. Yeah. So I had to stop watch, watching it that because of that as well. But I've usually, because I, I like to fall asleep with the TV on, and I like to watch comp- like when Scream came out, I watched scream every night before i went to bed i, I fell asleep watching scream the um, original mm-hmm. on vhs wow um every night I well that's worse asleep. then you wake up to the fucking static on the goddamn tv every night um and then because the vcr would end and then it would like auto rewind and then your fucking tv just going <laughs> and then i had to stop doing i had to stop doing uh Scream three because Scream three was on DVD and it the menu the horrible the horrible menu music would wake me up and I hated it. Dude, I remember one time I stayed at a co- my cousin's house and he had little kids, and I was laying I was sleeping in the living room and they had like their TV on in the bedroom, and whatever like shitty kids movie they were playing for him I want to say it was like Monster House or some shit, like 
they fell asleep and the menu was loud as fuck. It just kept repeating the fucking like 10 second loop of the menu. And now I'm in the living room and I'm like, I really want to fucking go in there and turn that fucking thing off. But then uh, here's exactly what would have happened. I would have fucking walked in there and they would have come out in the middle of the night and seen me in their fucking kid's room. And then next thing you know, I'm fucking Uncle Rapey because I can't fucking sleep with this goddamn menu on. I was like, no, I'm not going to about to get caught in some child's room in the middle of the night. Uncle Seafell was in there. What were you doing in my kid's room? Uh, I was turning the fucking DVD. Yeah, likely story. In your underwear? Oh, fuck. I laid there for like four fucking hours listening to that fucking loop. (laughs) That's dreadful. Just like Scream 3. Opening music. Honestly, I... I would... <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's funny. Uh-huh. The, um... Okay, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, I would say... It's hard for me to to dislike Scream 3 more than these, though, because it's got our, our main core people in it, you know? Yeah. Parker Posey really does make that movie... Uh, a lot more enjoyable and i i do i like the conf- the confrontation between roman and sydney is it the reveal great no but i like the confrontation i like when there's that moment the brother like, shit is what pissed me off why has he got to be what? some fucking random brother but i'm gonna shut the fuck up the reveal i don't care about that it was i like the reasons why and i like to see the fight that goes on between them it's just getting harder. Fight. It's getting harder to justify my love of this franchise when they just keep. Well, you, you ever try to explain this series to like a friend, and you're like, "So, and then in the second one, it was his mom, and, and then in the and then the fourth one, it was like her cousin. Well, why did her cousin want to kill her? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then in the fifth one, it was just some people who like the movies, and then in in the sixth one. Oh, it was the family of the guy who killed a bunch of people. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's harder like, and harder they, to justify it. They killed more people than he did. He didn't kill anybody. Did, he, <laughs> did Rich, Richie kill anyone? Like, I don't if you know. think about it, I don't. I would have. I would have preferred the cult thing everyone was talking about in this. I would have too. Actually, so when I told you uh, that I watched the trailer, uh, I started watching the trailer halfway and I stopped. Uh, I've everything in the trailer or forgot except for the shrine. The shrine obviously sticks out because that's fucking like you see that and you're like, oh my god. And that's when I stopped playing the the trailer. When you see that, um, I thought for sure it was a cult. Well, yeah, and if the shrine is such a cool idea, if it mattered at all to the killers, which it, it's just. That's what. That's why you think it's gonna be like some legacy thing. Like it would have made sense if Stu had this shrine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't really and, make and, sense for these random fucking family, this Richie's family, to have the fucking and, shrine. And not only that, the shrine doesn't really do anything to them as well because it me- none of that stuff means anything to them. Now, if Gail, Dewey, and Sydney stumbled upon that shrine, they'd be like. Oh, it'd be like going into like their past, like looking at their past and seeing everything. Yeah, that's true. For all these people that, 
they don't know that that robe that that's hanging up there is Milton's robe. Or no, but Mindy knows that is. that her uncle's shirt's up there with a from the yep. fucking video store before she was fucking born. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know, none of that, nothing in there had any sentimental feel attachment to really any of them. Kirby's knife, yes. Um, yeah, but again, why Sam. why would they save that knife as this is the knife that stabbed Kirby when they probably killed a bunch of other people with it and they and she didn't they. Even die. Yeah, she didn't even die. They immortalized the knife in a fucking glass next to a picture of her bloodstain on a patio. Not all the other people that were... With a fucking drag mark. Like she dragged herself away. (laughs) Was there a drag mark? There's a drag mark. Well, that's probably the same knife that fucking gutted Olivia. I'm pretty sure it's a drag mark. I was like, that's a drag mark, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Don't you think that would be like a better fucking use of that knife? Oh, and put it behind glass in the fucking horrific pictures of Olivia's gutting. That's probably the same fucking knife. Yeah. But that phone that was burnt, where is that? that? Is that supposed to be Scream 1? Because Three. I think that's the explosion, the fax machine in 3. That was a fax machine? Yeah, it was a, that was a fax I it was machine. Like Casey, I thought it was Casey Becker's old phone that she picks up. No, that's you know, the that's, that's the fax phone. machine from the third one, because it had the lighter next to it when he lights the lighter I, to read I it. Knew the lighter, yeah, I got that part, but I, I couldn't figure out the the fa- That's ridiculous. That's what they got to claim from three? Yep. <laughs> they could have the fax machine. I'm a, that's, a good, that's a good catch there. What? Well, he was in Randy. Like, why do they have his video store shirt? Like, he he didn't even die. He didn't get shot in that or anything. What the fuck? No. Nope. Like, he just worked there. He wore it in the one scene that, like, Does why he would that? Wear sh- he wears it when he works in the video store. I thought he was just wearing a regular t-shirt. No, I'm pretty sure wearing. he's. I'm pretty sure he's wearing it in the scene with the everybody's a suspect. But again, why would that be an evidence? <laughs> He wasn't wearing it when he was killed or when he was even attacked in the first fucking movie. <laughs> Did make him relevant. Just so she could go, this is Uncle Randy's shirt. It was fucked up. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it oh, I liked it, but it's hard for I me not to be critical of the nonsense. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It was a good two hours. It was fun. I yeah, I think it's better than three and five. I'd I'd probably go two, one, four, six now. For me. See, I give I give one so much props because of the beginning and the end. Oh and yeah. I oh love, yeah. I love pretty much there's not much except for the Except for the officers, of course, in Scream Two, there's and the, the singing scene, which actually I don't mind. I think it just makes it, it's like comforting for like Sydney deserves to have like a guy that's not a serial killer to want her. So that singing scene doesn't really bother me as much as I think it does. But um, those officers are horrific. And which one, two? In two, yeah. Yeah, but that that car scene is fucking amazing. Amazing. Oh yeah. 
When the fucking dude gets the fucking thing through his head, and then they have to crawl I mean, over the fucking go- dude. That shit was awesome. <laughs> dude, that's where you go. You go. You just get done with with Gail doing yeah. the chase scene, and then followed by the slowest chase scene ever. Well, escape, I should say. Dude, that's that like was, one of the most tension-filled scenes in most of the franchise. I think. I felt that with the car scene with the ladder. Just not as suspenseful. I felt it. In yeah, and of course you knew. Why did that girl go last again? Just because they wanted her to die? That made no sense. She's the uh, most injured, and Mindy loves her so much. She's gonna let her go last to obviously I, die. I, you I knew she was gonna. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I was like, oh, surely she will be the first. I, I mean, well, first of all, she should have died. Yeah, she got fucking almost gutted, like ripped up. He was lifting the knife and shit. He literally just slices Mindy's arm. She's in on the bed, gushing like yeah. rivers of blood, holding her arm like she is about to die, and she is gutted, like yeah. gutted, gutted. And she's just like, oh, say something more positive. Yeah, I honestly, I thought. She was get, like they were gonna cut back to the bed, and she like maybe bled out on the bed, and that would have been like an interesting moment. But they didn't do that either. Like every time I think they're about to do something kind of different, because that would have been kind of sad, right? She's sitting there, she's like, "Come on, baby, come on!" But she turns back, and she's just bleeding out on the bed, dying, like it's dead, dead. dead. That would have been great. She's on the, or she's on the ladder, and you know she's slid open you know right her guts could have came out through the uh, you know. yeah that would have been fucked up too you just see him plop out of the fucking alleyway like yeah that would have been good she could have had a stomach prolapse i mean <laughs> i do like when ghostface slams the knife into the windowsill though i was like oh this could be fun yeah 